Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today at O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by Casey Lennox. Thanks for joining us Hello. today, Casey. How Thank are you, you doing? Thanks for having me. No problem. So today, uh, Casey, I got some few questions. I'm really interested in learning a lot more about you. So um, first question, very basic question. Um, what inspired you to become a professional wrestler? <laughs> um, so I feel like sometimes I get slack for this, um, but... It was a, it was either a lingerie or a bikini contest. I can't remember because it was seven or 18 years ago. Um, it was my very first show at, uh, back in Baltimore. And I seen, it was like Tori Wilson and Sable and Don Marie was back in that, um, back in that era. And I seen them in the contest and Tori had won, uh, typical cause you know, she won all of them. <laughs> um, but she won and it was that moment, like, when she was, you know, doing her little dance or whatever, and the crowd just like reacted so big, I was like, oh my God, this is what I have to do. Um, because originally I just watched, like my brother just turned it on and I just watched with him. So he was the reason that we were actually going to the show. Um, but seeing her in the ring and seeing, you know, how everyone reacted to her and how she drew that reaction is what made me, you know, say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like for That's sure. Just, so it's kind of like her being in the spotlight kind of thing. Yeah. Kinda well, being in the spotlight, being in the spotlight and like Tori is not, she's not like a, a, just a regular tiny person who, you know, like a, like a model type, like she actually works out and she lifts and um, she has that muscular type. And to me, I feel like it was, I kind of feel like, oh, this girl is out here. She's strong. She's pretty. Um, she got that reaction from the crowd. So kind of something like that. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, when she came back at the Royal Rumble, I think it was 2018 when they did the first oh one, God. she looked just exactly like she did, you know, like back in the day. So, like, she definitely keeps herself in really good shape and takes care of her health. And also, I yeah. had to throw that out there, too. So how old were no, you around sure. when, like, that happened? Like, when you're like, hey, I kind of want to do this. Um, I was 10 or 11 because I started watching. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I was, I was 10 because it was 2002. <laughs> so yeah, 10 years okay. old. It was so an April you, show. I forget the date. So like ahead, as sorry. you got older, like that dream to be a wrestler just continued or did it kind of like fade off and then you kind of got interested in it again? Um, no, it definitely continued. Um, when I was 18, like I would go to, I would go to independent shows like every weekend. Um, and then when I was 18, I could finally train at, uh, the school that I wanted to train at. Um, and then like wrestling's just always been a passion for me. I've always been super passionate about it. Uh, I've always had friends that have been in the business. Um, I've always watched it raw TNA, um, or impact, <laughs> um, literally every, <laughs> Sorry, I always call it TNA. I'm an old person. <laughs> um, I've always watched it, and it's always been something where I'm like, oh, look at what this person does. I could do that, stuff like that, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's always been my dream. I may have, like, derailed somehow and, you know, wanted to do every other thing, but wrestling has always been that dream and that goal. So, yeah. So I, I will have to say, I still do have a habit of calling Impact TNA, too, because when I first got into that around, like, 2011-ish, so it still is TNA to me, 
But um, so I know you mentioned like you wanted to the training school that you um, wanted to go to. And mm -hmm. I saw that you were trained by Santina Garrett. So tell me a little bit about oh, that. Because I'm actually a big fan of her. So I really want to learn, you know. Me behind too. <laughs> um, so Santana is one of like my closest friends in this business. And she's definitely um, a huge mentor for me. And she's actually the reason why I chose the school that um, I originally went to. Uh, you know, cause she is a world traveler. She's, she's just so good and she's so wholesome and respectful and respect it. Um, so that's why, that's why I chose to train there. But Santana's taught me, you know, so much in the ring and a lot outside of the ring. Um, just how to present myself, how to earn that respect, how to, act backstage like stuff like that um so that's what that's what tana taught me and like i can't wait to hopefully be with her soon <laughs> that would be awesome to see you in nxt with her as well and i'm gonna say this you know i'm sure you're following what's going on there's that group retribution there's like two mm -hmm. female in there and one of them had long hair and um had the same coloring mm -hmm. as you so if that is you <laughs> i will die but uh I can't say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I understand. But um, yeah, so like I do like I've learned it because I do have some friends that are wrestlers and it's not just training in the ring. It's learning how to like, <laughs> you know, conduct things in the locker room, outside of the locker room, all that kind of stuff. And especially with like fans and also there's a lot to learn in the wrestling business. And the yeah, fact yeah. that Santina like taught you all that is a really good thing because yeah, she could teach you everything she knows in the ring, but then you really need to know how to, you know, apply a lot of, you know, your character and just, you know, cause you're, when you're a wrestler, especially the higher up the chain you go, you have a spotlight mm -hmm. on you, how you yeah. act outside the ring will also have a factor in your bookings will is a, is a, you know, a promotion going to want to book someone if they're, you know, getting in fights at bars, exactly. by, you know, just crazy stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> I was going to ask if, you know, having a match with Santana would be like a dream match for you, but I do know that you have competed against her before. Um, I have. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit, uh, like wrestling someone who was kind of i'm assuming she was kind of like a role model idol for you so tell me about the experience of wrestling someone who you know you felt that type of way about oh my goodness so uh i wrestled santana six to seven months into me training again um and it's so nerve-wracking and i always remember uh because i was literally just thinking about this um the finish of our match was her uh, back handspring flippy thing. Um, I'm so bad at names. So it was that, and uh, I almost kicked out of it, which is so embarrassing. Like when I think, when I keep thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, why did I kick out? Um, so it's just, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking going into a match with someone that has that much experience because that much experience um, because you don't want to mess up. You know, like you can take all the like stuff that you've learned and you're still in that moment. It's like, oh, shoot, I have to remember this whole match. I have to not mess up anything. I have to make sure like I don't hit too hard or I don't hit too soft or anything crazy like that. Um, so that was my emotion going into the match was please don't mess up. Um, don't forget anything. Don't make her look bad because, you know, it's Santana. Uh, so 
definitely nerve wracking, exciting, but nerve wracking. And like, once it was over, it was like, we did it, but it's so nerve wracking. And I'm sure that's how anybody feels like wrestling somebody, whether it's their idol or mentor, or if it's just somebody who, you know, has been around for decades and is great. Like, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> exactly. Like if you're a wrestler in WWE and you're fighting the undertaker at WrestleMania, you're not going to want to mess that up, you know, regardless if you're a fan of him or not, you know, it's the undertaker, a legend, you know, if you look bad in that match, people are going to remember you as the guy who had the bad match against the undertaker. So it's like, right. You know, I, 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 I can totally relate. Like, I know this is a different scenario, but you know, I do podcasts, you know, I've interviewed plenty of wrestlers who I've considered some of my favorite when I have, you know, in general, like anytime I've interviewed a wrestler, I don't want to mess up or, you know, get tongue tied and <laughs> things like that. But when you're interviewing some of your favorites, it's like that yeah. extra pressure is on you because it's like, it's a whole nother level. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I could totally get where you're coming from with that and all. Um, yeah. So the next question. So you had mentioned that, you know, you're from Baltimore, Maryland. That is the home of MCW. Is that hey. on your list of promotions that you want to wrestle for in the future? Uh, so I've always wanted to wrestle back at home. Um, MCW is pretty much Maryland's, you know, promotion. Um, and that's where I actually, MCW didn't have a training facility back then, but they were kind of partnered up with uh, Gilbert's Professional Wrestling Academy. Um, so that was my original school. And um, they were partnered with them. And I didn't really get any opportunities there which it is what it is stuff happens um but I feel like like I would love to work for MCW now I don't know if I would so much want to work for it back then um just personally things that I was told things that I've been told um to like make it from people who work there like it kind of rubbed me wrong um so I would like to work there now if they would have me <laughs> that would that would be awesome because uh, that's where I'm I'm from here in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. So I actually like when I got really into the independent pro wrestling scene, it was because of MCW. I went to a few of their shows. Now I branch out and go to other shows, but MCW is where I got into it. Like it's a great atmosphere. Exactly. Um, it's a lot different than any of the other promotions I go to. The one mm -hmm. thing I notice is a lot of the wrestlers actually like go around and interact with the fans before the shows, yeah. not just like merch tables, just literally just chatting and stuff like that. And that's yeah. how, like, and I've actually become friends with Gia Scott because of that, because we went so often and talked to her and all that kind of stuff. So it's a great atmosphere. I would definitely love to see you there, um, hopefully in the near future, yeah. whenever, because um, I know right now they're still not operating, because I know some promotions know. are doing outdoor events. MCW hasn't done that yet. Um, so hopefully things get back to normal soon. So hopefully soon. <laughs> like, I miss wrestling. And I'm like, so I work at SeaWorld. Um, and I already like kind of put myself at risk uh, with catching COVID there. Um, and I didn't want to really put myself at risk catching COVID at like a show. So I kind of like I'm limiting my bookings right now, but I wish people would get their stuff together so we can wrestle indoors. I mean, outdoors isn't bad, but it's hot outside in Florida. Yeah. And it's just summertime, oh, yeah. so it's hot everywhere else. So <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely hope that all this stuff is over soon so we can, you know, get back to normal in some kind of way. Exactly, because um, I went to an event last month in Jersey, and 
it was fun. It was like it was cool seeing you wrestling outdoors, but at the same time, it was hot. Like Holla dead five minutes in her match, her face paints all melted off pretty Aww. much. Um, and then when we Dorn, yeah, she's awesome. Um, she's actually my <laughs> personal favorite. But um, like you know, typically intermission is when they do like the meet and greets and all that. It was dark out, so the pictures weren't really the greatest. And it was and like most of the wrestlers, you had to like flash your light on your phone at their table so they could see the when they're autographed. And so it was kind of like it's just not the same, you know, doing it indoors. No, it's definitely not. Um, and then I feel like as much as or as many like precautions that any promoter or promotion can take, it's really up to. Um, I would say like the fans, like they, the promoter can protect the workers. Like they got to go to the ring, go back to the locker room. Um, like they don't have to go out and sell merch, but when it comes to like the fans and people not wearing masks or not social distancing, that's where it gets a little hard. Um, so that's why, I, that's where I feel it's a bit dangerous, but like I said, hopefully this stuff all ends soon because I'm over it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope so, too. And like you mentioned, like, you know, they, like, in between every match, they Lysol the ropes, they did all this stuff, but they didn't oh, make it mandatory for fans to wear masks. And yeah. it was a decent amount of fans there, too, more than I was expecting. So it, it, if hypothetically uh, one or two people came there sick with, the uh, you know, COVID, it could have yeah. spread to everyone, too. And I, got, I started getting worried, oh, too, because... Funny there was a lot of mosquitoes out there. I'm like, if they bite someone who has it, but apparently it can't, you know, transport to people like Transmit that. Transmit that way. Yeah, tra yeah so luckily, because oh, I got bit up pretty bad, and I didn't think about that until after. <laughs> like, I hope I did not get COVID, but yeah, I didn't get it, so thank Oh, that sucks. That's another, like, bad thing. And then rain. It always rains in Florida. Oh, it's yeah, you can't really wrestle in the rain. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> I mean, wrestle in the I snow. mean, we can wrestle in the rain, I'm, you know. Just the risk of injury goes up. <laughs> exactly. And it's not going to be fun for the fans. <laughs> so now the next question, and I'm really actually excited about this. So I saw that you were on like a TV show series on called Major League Wrestling. Um, tell me it. about that. Um, so I was signed to Major League Wrestling two years ago. Um, and I'm actually almost out of my contract. Uh-oh. Um, which no it's okay um so i'm almost out of my contract um which means that i can apply for you and boy <laughs> and uh -oh. aew uh and like impact and stuff like that but um mlw is like i've learned so much there there's so much amazing talent from uh low-key to court himself um i loved working with tommy dreamer and jimmy havoc um those were probably my favorite two to work with. And oh, actually, I lied. Um, I loved working with Mance Warner. I feel like him and I had good screen, um, like a good screen connection. Um, but it's really fun back there. I mean, it's super chill. Uh, they bring in a lot of new, newer talent. Um, sometimes they get built up, sometimes they don't. It's like any other company. Um, I got to travel all over and i just got to learn i mean you're looking at mlw has producers um and videographers from wwe from impact so these people have worked in these bigger places and they know you know how things should work so i kind of i kind of learned how it should work before i actually get there mm -hmm. so it was a good learning experience 
Yeah, that's like really important too because not and I've seen it happen where you know WWE signs like wrestlers from the Indies and they're not familiar with a lot of these different things like the camera angles and how to kind of like mm-hmm. present yourself when you come out and stuff like that because they don't always like teach you that in the Indies. So mm-hmm. like you know doing stuff like that, you know, it really gives you that edge and that experience that you need yeah. if you want to get to like the bigger shows that you know produce stuff on TV and stuff like that. So um personally i really didn't know much about it until i was like doing a little research on you so i wasn't sure if it was like an actual some kind of like reality show or if it was actually like a televised like wrestling show or anything like that no so it's um it's similar i would compare it to uh let's say impact um whereas we would um every month we would shoot a certain amount of episodes and it's normally four so um every month we shoot four weeks of tv and then uh, we do all the backstage stuff. We do, you know, the segments. We do the matches. Um, so super similar to Impact, I would say. Um, it's just that they, they'll either hire, like, older talent or, like I said, the newer talent. Um, and they would just put on these crazy matches, which not crazy, whereas they do, like, every little thing. But crazy where, I mean, kind of like they do every little thing. Like, Teddy Hart used to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that's steady heart. So, um, yeah, they would just hire some older talent, some newer talent. They would put them together and, you know, eventually the newer talent would grow themselves and they would build. Um, and yeah, they would just make names for themselves. So, yeah. Gotcha. That is so seems like really convenient where you can get your whole month's worth of episodes and, you know, in like a, you know, few tapings and then you're done. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. It's good having the mixture of the veterans and the newer people because, mm-hmm. you know, A, they can learn from the, you know, the veterans. Right. At the same time, it's a good way to kind of like put them over in the ring too when you have the newer person, you know, beat the veteran, you know, passing on the torch kind of thing. So yeah. I, I do like when, you know, you see promotions do that, you know, because um, at the end of the day like you do need the veterans to be there to help you know with all mm-hmm. the stuff. like you mentioned like everything that Santana taught you you don't actually have to mm-hmm. be a trainer to teach people this stuff it's just the knowledge that you learn for right. stuff. right and you can just learn it from literally backstage talks or anything it doesn't have to be like you said at a school in a training session it can just be having lunch at Starbucks or something like that. You can just learn so much. Uh, but yeah, that is MLW. Exactly. <laughs> and I have to mention too, or podcasting, because I talk to so many wrestlers. I've learned yeah. so much of, you know, about the wrestling business <laughs> and industry and all that kind of stuff too. So you can learn a lot in so many different ways, shapes and forms. Right. No, exactly. Totally right. So now the next question, um, I want to you know, learn from you, like, a you know, experience from being an Indies wrestler. Cause I know like, you all, I mean, obviously you do have that contract, you know, with, um, oh, what was it, um, the major league, you know, wrestling, but oh, yeah. if you don't have a contract with, you know, a specific promotion, you have, you like, you basically hinge on the bookings, you know, if you're not being booked, mm-hmm. you're not wrestling, you're not getting paid. So tell me a little bit about like the good and bad of being a wrestler on the Indies, you know, when it comes to like the bookings and all. Um, so, I mean, I've been blessed, like, to, like, I have a shoot job, so I've been, I've been blessed there to not have to rely so much on indie bookings, um, but I know that for, like, for other friends of mine that don't have a shoot job, um, like, I know when COVID hit, they, 
were like SOL. So they don't have any money coming in. I mean, if they have any saved up, then like they can use that, but sometimes that's not even enough. Um, so that would be what I say is one of the hard things is not being, how would you say, like prepared for, for situations, like not getting a booking or for a booking being canceled. Um, sorry, my earphone's falling out. <laughs> um, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Yeah. What would you say? Like, what what stories have you heard that are bad um, about kind of like being an independent wrestler, not under contract? Well, like um, most of the wrestlers that I've you know talked to, they all you know have jobs as well, so it's not like mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world. But like as far as like trying to turn it into a career, you know, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, um, like Matthew Palmer, I've had him on my show before, and he was talking about like you know, they come and go, like, you know, you'll get all these bookings and then you won't and stuff like that. And a lot of wrestlers, you know, they, you know, most of their profit is in their merch. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it also depends on, you know, people want to buy your merch, you know, the, how many people actually show up to the event. Like if you go to an event there's not a lot of people there, you're not going to sell a lot of merch too. So like a struggle to kind of, you know, just get out there. And, you know, also I've learned because my friend that wrestles for MCW, she says that like, you know, they don't, these promotions don't pay for you to travel. So, yeah. And that's uh, where it's rough as well. Um, And I feel like that's kind of where some, I want to say that's where like the woman's kind of revolution comes into play sometimes. Um, Because like, I feel like promotions should be paying at least some part of your trans. Um, and when they don't, and when females allow that like to happen, uh, it makes, it makes it harder on the rest of us. So it makes it seem like we're asking for too much if we ask for a trans to get covered. Um, and that will limit your bookings because they'll say, Oh, I can just go get somebody else who's cheaper. Um, and that's not, it doesn't make us look good as females. It doesn't make anybody look good to, you know, like discount yourself, like you know your worth. And that this is such a um, common thing to say, you know your worth. But when you're in wrestling, you definitely have to understand your value and your worth that you're bringing to the company. Um, so yeah, like that part, that sucks. Um, like you said, not shows, not having a lot of fans, not having a lot of merch. Um, we're not selling a lot of merch. Uh, right now with COVID, a lot of people are still still out of their jobs. So even if you don't have shows, you could still sell merch, especially for females. Um, we can easily throw in a bikini and make eight by tens. But if there's a situation like what's going on now and people don't have money, like throwing on that bikini and making an eight by ten probably won't do you any good. Cause I know I've had people who message me and say they want to purchase, but they just, you know, don't have the funds right now, which is fine. Like I understand that. Um, but it's stuff like that. Or if you get injured, um, you run the risk of like when you're signed and you get injured, uh, most companies kind of put you in like another role. Like they'll still keep you kind of in the picture, but you just can't wrestle. Um, if you're an independent, you know, athlete and you get injured, you kind of have to figure out yourself how to stay relevant 
Um, and some people that's hard for, but yeah, that's another negative drawback. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you're basically working for yourself and you know, you mm -hmm. get the work to get these bookings, which may or may not be hard for others. I guess it just depends on, you know, your name and stuff like that and how yeah, much yeah. you're willing to travel too. Cause you know, you may not have a wrestling promotion in your area or they may just not want you. Cause that's, I've talked to some wrestlers and they say, Hey, I'm not the type that they want, you know? Yeah. yeah. Some, some promotions, they, you know, they want, they have their certain vision on the kind of wrestlers and the look and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't have that look, that promotion can be 10 minutes from your house, but they may not want you. You have to venture yeah. to your brother, you know, and it sucks. I, I, which I, I'm turned off by promotions who don't, you know, promote diversity. I love when you see mm -hmm. just about everything at a show. So that is a challenge too. You know, I mean, that's the world we live in and it sucks, but yeah. It I, is. I, and it does suck. And it doesn't give, um, you know, the person they turn down could be the next big star, you know? Exactly. So instead of booking them for $50 when they were nobody, now you're going to have to book them for $150 when there's somebody. But like, when you're at a show, you don't want to constantly see the same people. Like fans need, uh, fans need like variety. Um, it, it makes your brand kind of stale when you use the same people. Um, but you know, exactly. <laughs> you may not think you want it, but then, you know, you really might actually want it. Like, um, like I mentioned, I go to MCW, they pretty much have the same roster and, you know, they don't really necessarily bring in a lot of new people. I'm, I'm content. Mm -hmm. I love the wrestlers that wrestle there. But when I like went to um, primetime wrestling in DC and I saw all these other wrestlers I never knew, but I'm like, oh my God, this is cool. And then when I went to that um, event in Jersey, which was an all women's mm -hmm. event, I discovered so many women that I'm actually a fan of now. And I've had a few of them on my show already. Like, it's like, you, like I said, you may not know it, but then when you actually like discover all these new wrestlers, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Let me go out and right. go to check out all these other promotions and stuff like that. Right. So, Exactly. Or you'll be like, it'll be like you see somebody on M MCW that would be perfect to feud with, you know, somebody at primetime. Um, so it's little things like that. But yeah, exactly. Those are the sucky parts of independent yeah. wrestling. <laughs> exactly. I have my dream matches that I want to see, but we'll hopefully we'll see that one day. <laughs> so um, now speaking of like, you know, matches and all that kind of stuff. So is there any particular wrestlers on the indies that you haven't worked with that you really want to work with sometime in the future? Mm, I haven't worked. Well, so I've trained with Big Soul. I would love to work with her. Um, she's just great. Just in general. She's not really in, on the independence anymore. I mean, I think with her contract, she can still work certain independent shows. Um, but uh her for sure let's see who else is on independence um i've seen i've seen gia scott since you brought her up earlier i've seen her at mcw um i love working with kikyo she's based out of california i believe still maybe i don't know um <laughs> uh, i love working with her um who else do i want to work with on indies oh i want to work with cameron um Brene. Cameron, I love her. I've yeah, had her on the show twice. She's my favorite. She's my favorite. We roomed together. Uh, we just didn't actually wrestle each other. Um, but she seems really, really good. So I definitely want to work her. Uh, who else? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's the list I'm going to give you. 
that's that's totally fine i like that list like um like i said i, I love cameron like she's me and her talk regularly like i would love to see that match of course i would love to see you come to mtw and challenge gia um <laughs> like i said that me too but yeah I, I i'm definitely down to see them matches and all so now the last question I got for you, and this is kind of not um, wrestling related, but um, so in general, like what would you want your fans to know about you that's non-wrestling related? Like what are you passionate about? Um, I would say I'm, I'm passionate about wrestling. Oh my goodness. Well, outside of wrestling, <laughs> of course. Um, I am passionate about, uh, I would say either I'm passionate about fitness because I do go to the gym all the time and I'm constantly, um, not constantly, but if anybody ever needs like advice um, regarding working out or anything diet wise or anything like that, um, I always give kind of what works for me or what I've learned thus far in my uh, training journey. Um, I would say I'm passionate about that. And then I'm also passionate about uh, photography. So if I wasn't in wrestling, if I wasn't doing wrestling, um, that sounds so awkward. If I wasn't doing wrestling, if I wasn't a wrestler, <laughs> Um, I would definitely be doing some kind of digital media, whether it's behind the scenes um, or in front of the camera. I don't think I'd be a good actress, but <laughs> um, I could do something behind the scenes. And that's what I was going to do if, you know, wrestling wasn't it for me. I was going to go to Full Sail and I was going to do some digital media. And I would have been I mean, in debt for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still could do that after, you know, your okay. wrestling career. Because, I mean, you can't wrestle forever. Just the body won't allow it. Know, Even though some wrestlers I mean, like Ric Flair tribe. But, you know, you always got to, like, set yourself up for, you know, life after, you know, wrestling. So, I mean, there you go. You got something that you're passionate about. And it's something you can, like, yeah, gradually, yeah. like, learn more about and improve during your wrestling career. Mm -hmm. And if, hypothetically, you sign with, wwe or aew you could do something for them afterwards too it, especially in wwe um aew is too new to really know but a or wwe a lot of their wrestlers when they're done they do some kind of backstage role producers oh yeah them. so i mean no, yeah for sure yeah so that's something to look you know into i mean and i think that's really cool that you like to do photography you know i feel like that's kind of a lost art with you know just how technology is advanced and stuff like that so oh i know everything is on a cell phone like i'm on a cell phone right now exactly <laughs> i mean you don't like i remember like back in like the myspace days and stuff like that i you know i had to buy like a camera and then upload it to my computer and then well, now you just take a picture and you get it <laughs> i know seconds, you know so i you know, know it's so crazy people don't buy cameras anymore when you do see the cameras are so expensive at like best buy for like 300 bucks i know wow. I know. And to like, to go off of your point with WWE, like they have an entire creative lab. So literally I'm friends with somebody who is part of the creative lab um, and they do everything. Like they still use cameras. <laughs> they don't record on their cell phone. I don't know. That would be weird. Like seeing, you know, people like in the ring with a cell phone and stuff like that. So it would be. And I mean, I'm, uh, that came out super awkward. Um, I mean, look at WrestleMania like the undertaker versus aj styles like that's what i would want to do um stuff like that so you're right i could get signed and still go to college and hopefully still work at wwe or aew or impact um after <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, yeah. i feel like with COVID, that's kind of opening the doors for more 
you know, um, like newer stuff like that. Like we would not have gotten that Boneyard match or the Firefly front house oh, match with, if there was COVID. Like, so I feel like I it's know. kind of forcing, you know, companies and people in general to kind of like. So think uh, outside the box. Think outside the box. And I, we're going to start seeing business. more of that. Like we saw that, um, that Money in the Bank match where they're all like running up you know, oh, to yeah. the building. The, um, swamp <laughs> match. We're seeing more of this stuff. Even that um the raw underground fight club thing they're doing like oh um, yeah no that's super fun exactly a lot of my friends have been on there oh really that's cool but who are some of your friends that are on there um so I've had uh Sophia Castillo has been on there she was actually the first one um she was the girl that got beat up by uh Shayna (laughs) (laughs) okay I know you're talking about now um yeah the little Costa Rican one. Um, Marina Tucker's been on there, Ariel Dominguez, um, Chico Adams, uh, who else, who else, who else, who else, um, oh, what is her, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his name, oh, Dante Marquise has been on there, um, yeah, just a lot of people have been on there, I mean, yeah, they're getting beat up, but hey, they're getting their face out there, you know? Exactly, like, you could put me on WWE to get beat up, I mean, I could say I was on Raw, you know, so. Listen, I'll sell, like, Shawn Michaels for you. Exactly, (laughs) hell yeah, but, um, yeah, like I was saying, just, like, in general, we're seeing more of this stuff, and as time goes by, we're going to start seeing more and more, so it's going to open up more jobs and opportunities for people like you who want to do these things, so. Yeah, no, it's super cool, and it's, and it's, like, um, like when I when I uh, first heard about the whole like boneyard match, um, and I don't know if it's just me, but like I feel like other people probably thought, oh, this is gonna be weird and crappy, and you know WWE is not gonna know how to do it. But honestly, that match was great. Like the whole segment was great. The Firefly Firefly Funhouse, um, that was freaking phenomenal. Like people think that WWE doesn't know what they're doing, but nah. They are on top of their game right now, and it's actually really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, they do know what they're doing. They've been around for decades, so they're doing something. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, like, me and my friends, we were talking about that Boneyard match. We weren't saying, oh, it's not going to be good. They're going to mess it up. It was like, what are they going to do? Like, you know, it's kind of like yeah, we were yeah. so curious because we never heard of a Boneyard match. And if you would have told me it was going to be, like, a theatrical kind of, you know, thing, I would probably said, oh, I'm not going to like this because I'm not used to something like that, but I ended up loving it. It's like, I want to see stuff like that. Not like, I don't want to see like a whole episode of SmackDown doing it, but like, I I like seeing it in, you know, the small doses, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe like once every pay-per-view or something like that. But it's, it's what the future is going to be looking like. They're going to be doing more stuff like that, you know? Yeah. We evolve, you know, the times change and stuff like that. So I think wrestling is going to start getting more advanced. They got to take advantage of the technology too. You know, you got to keep up. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It was good. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I liked it too. And I'm not complaining about them doing more of that stuff. Um, They didn't do anything like that for SummerSlam, I don't think. No, they did not. They did yeah. not. I had to think about that for a second, but yeah, I wanted to see them do something like that with like a women's match now, like maybe something. Oh, that'd be fun. But SummerSlam was still good. I feel like they don't, like you said, you don't want to see it like for a whole SmackDown. I feel like SummerSlam was actually good without it. Um, the matches, like I feel like all the matches delivered. Um, so yeah, I mean, they didn't really, they didn't need it, especially with how they're building these stories. It's not like they're building a story with two weeks before SummerSlam. Um, they're actually taking the time and, 
and doing this thing like Sonia and Mandy or uh, uh, Dominic and Seth, like they built that um, Sasha and Bailey, like they're literally giving the time to build storylines, which is very nice. Uh, Cause for a while, I feel like they, you know, kind of just made me rush stuff sometimes. Um, yeah. But I love, I love the building of the storylines and how they're doing it. So it's cool. Me too. Like it, it does suck when you have to wait sometimes, but you know, the payoff is always the payoff. best part. And yeah. like Sasha and Bailey, they've been building this stuff for like two years now. I feel like um, I really like what they've been doing with um, Bray White and Braun. Like at first it was the Firefly Funhouse oh, yeah. Bray and then it was that Swamp Match thing. And then the actual Fiend, like they've been really building that up. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see because now it looks like they're doing the triple threat with Roman now. So With Roman, yeah. It's yeah. good that he's back too. Um, yeah, I didn't, really good that he's I didn't see that coming as what they were. You know, Nobody from, did. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was expecting something with retribution, but then when Roman came out, I was like, holy smokes. I didn't think he was going to come back anytime like soon because of COVID and like, all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like retribution, like that's another thing that people are like, who is it? Like, that's a very seriously hot topic in wrestling right now. Like, who in the heck is retribution? Like, like you asked earlier, red hair, who, you know, who has the red hair? Um, it's very, it's kind of cool. Like it keeps you guessing. And like mm-hmm. with Bailey and Sasha right now, is Sasha going to turn on Bailey? Like as, a, as an athlete, like, I don't even know because they could plan it out this way and then totally throw a curveball at us. So it's yeah. cool. I dig it. <laughs> exactly. Like sometimes they do, they go the obvious route. Sometimes they don't like, if, yeah. like I remember like two years ago when um, Shane McMahon turned on the Miz, everyone was expecting the Miz to turn on Shane. So it was like, they do throw them curveballs too. And I like that <laughs> because they, because of all the different things they've been doing throughout the years, like Undertaker losing at WrestleMania and the Brock Lesnar, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that was shocking. Who would have thought that shocking. he would have ended his streak against a part-time wrestler instead of it being like a young upcoming wrestler. So yeah, if you do, do those things. Sometimes it's for good, sometimes for bad, but yeah, you never know. Like what good so far. Yeah. <laughs> lately it's been a lot of good, honestly. But we'll just have to see. I'm I'm excited for some of these storylines going on right now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Casey, I think that um, wraps up our interview. Um, I do want to say that mm-hmm. this was very enjoyable. It this was one of those interviews that it felt more of a conversation versus it being that strict question answer kind of thing. And I like that. And yeah, I definitely yeah, appreciate yeah. that. You know, just as being just a great conversation at the end of the day. You're welcome. Thank you. you. So, uh, Casey, do you want to share your social media with everyone? Yeah. So, all of my social media is exactly the same. Um, It's Miss And that's actually something Santana taught me. Um, Because, you know, you don't want to have five million different social media handles. It gets a little hard to share them. Anywho, uh, all of my social media is Miss Casey Lennox. So, it's M-I-S-S-K-A-C-I. L-E-N-N-O-X across all the platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It is all the same. I have Snapchat, but you guys don't need to know it. (laughs) I don't use it. I only use it for the filters, but now Instagram has filters. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, same here. I have Snapchat, but I don't really use it. But, uh, yeah, make sure you all follow uh, Casey (laughs) on all the social media platforms. (laughs) 
Same with us. Um, just look us up at O-Face Wrestling. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Not really that active on Facebook, but, hey, Twitter and Instagram oh. are what we're uh, more about. But, um, yeah, thank you again, Casey, for joining us today thank on O-Face you. Wrestling. You're welcome. Uh, it was definitely really fun, and hopefully maybe one day we could do a follow-up interview. No, for sure. I mean, I'm only stuck in the house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all again for uh, tuning in to O-Face Wrestling, and you all have a great day.